Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Hello and thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. It is Tuesday, November the 29th here today. We're in Psalm 30, Psalm chapter number 30. Yesterday we looked at the first four verses which say, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. And if you remember from yesterday, class, what does extol mean? E-X-T-O-L. Extol means to raise in words. To raise in words, also to praise or magnify. And that's how this psalm is introduced. David says, I will extol thee. And I love that. And he continues to do so throughout the entire chapter. So it's good to remember where he's coming from. And verse number four, where we emphasized yesterday, uh, we're to give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. And it's not the things that God does for us really fundamentally that causes us to be thankful to him. It's who he is. We praise God because of who God is. Who God is affects everything that he does. Because I know that God is holy, I know that everything he does is going to be perfect because God can only be perfect. He is holy. And so it goes hand in hand, but if you trace it back, it's not because of what he's done what what I can see right here in front of me or what I perceive that God has done. Because then here's the thing. If you are deciding whether or not you'll praise God and thank God on a day-to-day basis based on what you see, the circumstances, well, you and I have a broken a judger in our head, a broken estimator, a broken gauge. We can't really tell because what we think is good, what we think is bad, what we think is best, what we think is good timing, bad timing, fair, not fair, is broken. It's If it differs from what God allows, you and I are wrong every time. And I say that about the Bible. If you get to something in the Bible and it rubs you the wrong way, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. You and I need to do some adjusting because God's always perfect because God is holy. And so when I remember his holiness, I give thanks. Verse number five. We'll only look at the one verse today. It's the next verse because it's so special. It's one of those nuggets. If you want to circle it, that one, maybe one or two others in this chapter, I would say are, uh, and it's all my opinion, but my opinion, a good one to pull out, maybe to memorize. And verse number five is one of those. It says, for his anger endureth but a moment in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So I said all that about the holiness of God because of the context We're remembering that God is holy for his anger endureth but a moment. Now, certainly God is angry with the wicked. God is angry at sin. Of course, the Bible says God's angry with the wicked every day. God does get angry at sin. Um, God would not be holy if he were not at times angry. You see, he has to be. He has to be angry at sin. But his anger here endureth but a moment. You know, 
David himself experienced uh, some anger from God. I'm thinking of a, a couple different times. One time later in his life, he numbered the people. Do you remember that? God was angry at that. And God judged the people. Many, many people died because of David's sin in numbering the people. The next verse is, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. That might be connected to that occasion, that pride lifting up of the heart. But at any rate, God was angry there, but the anger lasted just a very short time. The anger came and the anger went. The anger for God's child, it does not abide. Um, his anger endureth but a moment, and in his favor is life. Favor there means grace. Favor is grace. And the anger really is because of his favor. Sure, anger endures for a moment. In his favor is life. Anger visits, but favor abides. You know, my children have my favor. My four children, Joy, Noel, Luke, and Micah, they have my favor. They have my grace. I give them extra uh, helpings of undeserved blessings, right? Because I'm their, I'm their parent. Some of that is expected, but because uh, I'm their parent, you know, I take care of them and uh, me and my wife, but there are things that they could do that I could forgive and still very much love them that I might not have the same feeling towards other people. But at the same time, now you think about this and parents will understand, really anybody will understand if they've been around a family, you've been a child, you've been a parent, you've been an uncle, whatever. My kids, whom I love dearly more than any other children, I can get angry with some something that they do, some behavior Whereas if another kid did the same thing to their parents or I saw just out in public, it wouldn't bother me at all. I frankly wouldn't care if a kid talked back to their parent. It might irritate me, but if I wasn't paying attention, I might not even notice and I wouldn't take it with me and I wouldn't have any need to correct it. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't be angry. Uh, But when my kids, uh, we just just recently, just uh, the last day or two, uh, when when we uh, tell our kids to do something, we expect a yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, whatever. We ask them a question uh, to teach them that respect. Um, One of them had a a fun little experiment to where they said instead of yes, ma'am, yeah, ma'am. But they said it real fast. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. And that we had to nip that right away because that is disrespectful to say, yeah, to your uh, parents. Uh, But at the same time, okay, so that that angered me. Anger might be a strong word, but I felt the need arise within me to correct it immediately. Just trying to illustrate a point here. Uh, But that came and went. That feeling came and it went. And I didn't react based on feelings, but based on the situation, you know, of course, not trying to be a a good parent, but the favor, the grace that abides, that love abides no matter what, no matter what. And that's a real small thing. Yeah, ma'am. Instead of yes, ma'am, real small. 
Um, but if if I heard a, a, a child say yeah to their parent in public, I probably wouldn't even notice it, to be honest, because it's not my business. It's not my child. I'm not their parent. It's not my responsibility. But when you are the child of God, the favor of God that you have, when you've been saved, you've trusted Christ as your Savior, that grace that is bestowed upon you, God's anger that comes along with your sin and that discipline, that chastisement that comes along as a result of it is because of his favor. If God never corrected you, God doesn't love you. I'll read to you from Hebrews chapter number 12, beginning in verse five. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards, and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh who corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present time seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. You see that? And so no matter what I'm going through, even if it's chastisement that produces weeping from the anger of God because of my sin, I can still remember the holiness of God and give thanks. And also because weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. The, the, the temporary that our, our griefs, our trials, even our chastisement is such a blessing when we realize that God's favor is permanent, but his anger with us as, ch- as children of God is temporary. It does not abide, never longer than a moment. And whatever you're going through today, and it might be chastening, but it might be grief from a loss. Uh, today, I mentioned yesterday, Brother Bob Gregory passed away. Today is his funeral. And that can produce grieving, and that's okay. That's appropriate and good when a loved one passes away to grieve. There's a biblical pattern for that. And sometimes it might seem like it'll never get better, and you'll never get over it, and it'll never be the same, and you'll never be able to rejoice again. But while weeping may endure for a night, joy cometh in the morning. I know one way or another that joy will return if it seems like it departed, because the favor of God is permanent. Favor is life. In his favor is life. Jesus Christ left us the Holy Spirit, whose name is Comforter. The Holy Spirit does not only comfort, that is his name. He is the comforter. Whatever you're going through today, whatever it is, lean upon Jesus. Trust in the Holy Spirit of God whom the Lord sent to be our comforter. 
because while weeping may endure, it'll just be for a night, and joy cometh in the morning.